When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Well, Laura, <laughs> I think this might actually be the record for the longest preamble chat before recording podcast that we've ever had. We've pulled ourselves away as well, haven't we? I mean, we could have carried on. This is why I wish we lived close to Vic. I know. I know, but I'm going to see you face soon because you're going to come stay with me for the night. Yep, 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 yep. How are you, Vic? I've been better. (laughs) Yeah. It's been an interesting week. Let's just start with the um, general physical decline of my body. Um, I have full-on carpal tunnel syndrome now. In both my arms. Da, How did da, you get da. that diagnosed? Well, I've had it um kind of on and off since I became pregnant. Because yeah, it's quite being pregnant, can, woman, isn't it? Yeah, because you've got all that extra blood pumping around your veins. So what um, does it do? So what it means is that I have really sore wrists and um all that wanking, mate. It's all that wanking, but it's my it's mainly my left hand, which I don't wank with my left oh. hand. I'm a left hand wanker, but I'm left-handed. You are a left-hand wanker. Yeah, but I'm a lefty, so... Well, yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? She's dominant yeah. hands. She's dominant is. hands. I mean, all we're doing strong. is holding a fucking machine to our clits. I don't know what we're yeah. talking about wanking. No, lazy cunts. <laughs> lazy cunts that, split, that clit, splits him. Clits him. Um, also, you know, because I do a lot of DIY, don't I? So yeah. that definitely aggravates the carpal tunnel oh, so i've been uh, referred now to a physiotherapist and oh, i God. can't he was like you've got to stop using your arms and i was like well that's impossible <laughs> what? we said don't that's do any DIY. Thing to say. yeah it's like it's really difficult not to use your look like, i'm not even joking lifting up a teapot like a full teapot or the kettle i mean i don't have a kettle anymore because i've got my wanky tap but yeah. when i was at my mum's i made a cup of tea i couldn't even lift up the kettle my Shit, right hand mate. is really fucking hurt it does feel really debilitating so yeah, I'm going to start physio soon. And um, he did talk about having the old carpal tunnel slit. You can, there's a little operation yeah. you can have. Um, so anyway, so there's that. And then fuck my life, my piles. Oh, oh sweet baby Jesus. They, <laughs> I can't. I can't handle it. You can't even can't. I can't. And I'm now scared to poo because obviously pooing makes it so much worse. You need to get a band around those. I saw on your stories. You need to band them. You know what? So I shared on my stories about my bum ways and um, I had so many messages, but it just, I love talking about stuff like that because, you know, obviously some people are like, oh my God, so much information. It's I know, just, but that's, that's the shame culture that we live in. Exactly. Shameless plug. My book is out this month and it's called <laughs> No Shame Discussing Such Topics. <laughs> are piles in there? They no, be. You know what? Like, I actually do make reference to that. Okay, there you go. I do make reference to piles. I must Yeah, there's definitely shame around them. Jesus yeah. Christ. But not for me. Um, so, but what's, what's always so reassuring about sharing those sensitive subjects, as we found when we talked about abortion, um, is that you get like, uh, it opens the floodgates to people mm-hmm. sharing their pile stories. So yeah, because they're many, pretty common. Yeah, they're so common. And I had yeah. many, many, many people, mainly women message me and say that they had them too. And yeah. so many people were said as well that they've never shared it with anybody. They've never told anyone they have piles and they're too afraid to go to the doctors because they don't want to get the bomb hole in front of the doctor. And what I would say to that, my friends, is don't worry about it. Like, no. honestly, I think they it's, fingered much worse. They fingered much worse. And you've got to remember that doctors have seen a thousand bum holes. Yeah. And yours is just another bum hole in a Absolutely. sea of bum holes. So, you know what? I don't remember once it. having to go get my piles checked. And uh, mine have never been external, they've always been internal. Yeah, I don't you know can have, there's different types. Yeah. I'm thankful. I'm thankful they stayed in. A lot of the time what happens is the internal ones pop out and then they're they're just hanging out. I just appreciate the fact that that hasn't happened. You know, I'm really, I just feel. You're blessed. 
I've got great tits and a tight bum hole. What did I text you? I was like, it's like a micro penis is sticking out of my bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> but last night, me and Rob actually had a cuddle because of our disastrous day, which I will also show in a minute. Yeah. And then um, he spooned me and he was like, what's that poking on my leg? No. And I was like, no. And he was like, no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Getting poked by my massive hemorrhoid. So they've been really bad and they're so painful. And then this is a new development, is that mine was just bleeding like loads. This really is TMI. Can you but please ban them? No, but then, so I said I wanted to have the operation and I got so many messages of people that have had them. So there's different procedures. You can have them like literally elastic, they put an elastic band around it, a medical one, and then they just sort of drop off or they surgically remove them. And like so many people said, it's the most horrific pain that they've ever been in. It's worse than childbirth. And they were like, do not do it, whatever you oh do. Oh my God. So then I looked into it and you can actually get them treated with um, electrotherapy. So oh. someone sticks a probe. You're basically going to be lobotomizing your bum grapes. <laughs> like electric waves. Um, so yeah, someone, they put a probe up your bum and then they send an electro signal through it. And uh, I don't go, know. They go back. Go back to where you came from. <laughs> and then uh, over like the course of four weeks, they shrink and you might have to have a couple of treatments. So I'm contemplating oh, it. Do it, mate. Obviously that's not available on the NHS. It's of course got, it fucking it's isn't. It's got to be private. Just horrific yeah, procedures. just expect to leave with the live with the um baboon's ass on heat. That's it. It's like yeah. no, yeah, that's just that's what happens. Yeah, because they grade piles like there's a grade of one oh, to wow, four. Is there? <laughs> I wonder what one is. Do you think one is where you're at? No, one's like all right. One's like yeah, whatever. She got a little bit of extra is skin one hanging me? out there. Probably you're probably one. Yeah. Internal. Yeah, I have to say, touch wood, and I do count my blessings for this. Since having my gallbladder out, yeah. I don't, I've, oh God, I'm going to say it and I'm going to get the most horrific kind now. I've not had an. No. Oh, really? That's interesting. So I don't know whether it's because I'm just much more of a loosey-goosey now. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's just, I don't know. It's oh, like they've mate. been eradicated so by the, the simple act of having an organ removed. <laughs> That's you. what I need. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe my body was so traumatised by the removal of the organ that my bum hole went, we can't do this to you anymore. We're not going to do this anymore. We're just going to, we're going to stay intact. We rescind our notice to hang and we will go back in formal order. <laughs> Oh fucking hell! I hate them. So yeah, that's been fun. Um, and then uh, yesterday we went out, and Rob took the kids off to soft play, and I went to see my oh, dad. Gets, guys, before she goes any further, I just need to tell you it gets really bad from here on out. This is like if a trigger the warning. Was bad, this is a trigger warning. It does that, need a trigger warning. The, the bum, the bum worms, no. The bum grapes <laughs> was, was the aperitif to the They're main. just like, whatevs, man. I can accept what those, but compared to this disaster. So um, as if anyone on, that's listening follows me on Instagram, you will know that I've been undergoing an extensive home renovation for about a year, and it mm. probably finished about two months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rob comes home and Edith goes into the house before him, and then she turns to, uh, to Rob and says, Daddy, why is it raining in the house? So Rob goes into the fucking extension and there is water pissing out of the ceiling and the walls, the parquet flooring, (laughs) the oak reclaimed fucking original parquet flooring is under about a centimetre of water. Um, I mean, you thought you had problems with Hendrix pissing. I know, mate. I know. You gave him to the RSPCA. That was the least of your worries. (laughs) And basically what happened that we had a very... Incompetent plumber move the boiler. We won't name and shame. Oh, oh, I'm not yet. Not until I've taken Smith advice. (laughs) Living at 101 London Road. (laughs) Um, He hadn't. It was was like the simplest thing as well. Like he just hadn't attached to the pipes upstairs properly, and they just popped open. Fucking cowboy. Pissing water, probably for about three or four hours whilst we're out. And uh, yeah, so now. My downstairs is ruined, both mm. literally and metaphorically, and both, you know, in the house sense and my bum sense. All of my downstairs and emotionally, is the house is emotionally <laughs> in trauma. <laughs> so that was just awful, and mm. still is awful. So we've got the house insurance people coming tomorrow to do an assessment. Rob's just told me. So I'm just going to let you know, Vic. You know, oh, just. Oh, 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 oh. 
take a nice deep breath into your belly and slowly breathe back out. And I'm just going to remind you that the insurance company will take care of everything. And if they don't, then that will be where you have to come in and do everything. But hopefully (laughs) the insurance company will do it all. It's that point now where you've got to just laugh because there's no, I can't cry about it. If I start crying, I will never stop crying. So I'm just going (laughs) to... do that kind of laughing that's worrying though i have to say as you're a very good friend and confidant confidant so anyway how's your week been laura uh so yeah my week's been all right we're currently fostering an emergency dog from cyprus yes (laughs) because in the words of our groomer jesus christ you don't like to make your life easy do you no i don't believe i do and at quarter to six this morning when steve woke up and went i can smell shit and i went i can't because I'm going to say I probably had more sleep with a newborn baby than I do with a dog that's an emergency foster. Yeah. Oh, there's a shit by the bedroom door. Then get out of the bed and step in a second turd at the bottom of the bed for Steve to then go. (laughs) I mean, I I honestly thought he was actually going to vomit. Like it was, it was, I could hear it making its way. Did you not like hear that? What? Okay. What? Let's talk us through it. What is this dog? What's it called? What's its background? Victor is a, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't choose her name. Me in male form. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. He, um, he is a Springer Spaniel, a two-year-old Springer Spaniel. Beautiful boy. Mm. Beautiful boy. But he likes shit on beds. He shit on the carpet. And Steve said, you're not my mate anymore. Oh. That was his exact words. So well, obviously he is. Um, he's just, he's so lush, Vic. And the most devastating thing is he has come from a very loved home, but he couldn't be cared for anymore. So it's been a level of neglect. He's got really, really bad matting. Um, right. Really horrifically bad matting. Um, and quite badly underweight as well. Aww. But um, he, we have no interest in keeping him. Just going to make that abundantly clear. <laughs> Because he's a twat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's like, it's one of those things where I was like, oh my God, he's going to arrive and I'm going to fall in love. And he yeah. arrived and I love him to bits because he's so beautiful. But I'm like, I don't want you to stay here. I'm happy for you to find a home with less dogs. <laughs> yeah, because you've already got two. That's you've intense. Got two dogs. And the two dogs, like they don't give a fuck about him. They just kind of, it's almost like he's another entity. Right. I think Willow has very much resigned herself to the fact, all right, here's another cunt. Who's this? Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> right? I was living the life of fucking Riley until these bastards came along. Um, so he's he's just, he's beautiful. And whoever do, does end up with him will be so fucking lucky because he's just lush. What's the plan with him then? What, he just chills with you for a bit and then what's yeah. the so there is a home there is a home that he's going to be going to but the final check just hasn't been done so this is like that intermittent bit where he comes back and it's like it's a real process because i don't know a huge amount about dog rescue but i know enough of the incredible work that these people do because some of these dogs have been so badly treated that they'll never really be able to live the life as a normal happy dog because they're terrified well, I do think it's lovely you're doing. I mean, you have sort of made me think, oh, maybe we could foster a dog, but it's just bloody Oliver's allergic, isn't he? Yeah, I wouldn't. Nah, the kids would love it. Not now. I mean, now we parquet's ruined. Just they right. can just fucking come and shit and they, all over it. Doesn't well, matter. They would, pick, they would definitely piss on the parquet, mate. They'd definitely you piss on the parquet. I mean, they sh- he shit on our brand new carpet. Oh, mate. How, yeah, did you get it out? Yeah. Oh, Steve oh, was God. on it. Oh, Steve God, went downstairs. God. He got the carpet cleaner. He got the scrubber. And Good he work, was Steve. I I didn't move. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, can I also tell you that um that event, that scary event that I was like umming and ahhing about going to, I did go to. Yes. And how was it? Terrifying. But you it was, did it. But I did it. I did it. And um, it's kind of a funny one. So it was the Harper Collins author's summer party. <laughs> because you are an author with Harper Collins. <laughs> and uh, it was at the. Who was there? Who was there? Let's do some name dropping. Come uh, so, on. It was so, it was such an amazing place to go to, like in the evening. And it was in the, I don't know if you've been to the VA, but there's no, like I a, haven't. It's, be, it's such a beautiful building. Um, and then there's sort of like a internal courtyard kind of oh, area wow. bit. So it was there and it was a really nice evening. And um, there was a lot of people there. But yeah, I kind of, I was really nervous the whole way there, walking up to the to the entrance, being like, oh, I think I can do this. Like it was just not good. And then walked in and was scanning the room thinking, oh God, I don't know anyone. There's so many people. And I fucking saw my cousin. 
What are the which, chances? What are the it's chances? Such a ridiculously talented family. So my cousin is an author. He's called Ross Armstrong, and uh, he's also what an a actor. name. Also an is actor. He? Yeah, he went to bloody Rada, isn't it? He's like proper posh actor. That one. Um, and uh, he was there, and it was just. Uh, and, you know, I don't. I don't like see him very often. We're not close or anything like that because you know we've lived completely different lives. And was it like shit to a blanket as soon as you found oh him? God. You were like, I locked eyes and was like. Ross! <laughs> I fucking screamed his name across the thing. And um, it was, you know, he, you weren't allowed to take a plus one. So he was there on his own too. Oh, God. Um, but he's so much blessing. better at fucking schmoozing the room because he's an actor. So, yeah. you know, he does that shit. And, um, but that was lovely. So I saw him and he just eased me in. He lubed me up for the rest of yes. the evening, which sounds a bit weird because we're related, but That's I'm fine. using we're it. You know, it. it's just language. It's, it's just language. language. <laughs> Um, and then uh, I met a really lovely lady who uh, was like, I follow you on Instagram. And then, and then we started talking and then basically me and her just clung to each other like two little, we were like <laughs> Rose and Jack on that raft, mate. We were absolutely <laughs> yeah, but who went in the water? terrified, me, more than her. Um, yeah, but it was so lovely to like meet her and um, she's on Instagram as, I'm going to share her, her profile because she was so lovely. She does like kids food. Um, kids' meals, only five ingredients, which is oh shit! I'm not Insta- on Instagram today. I'm on an Instagram ban, aren't we? Because we can't be on it. No, because we're standing in solidarity with the American women um, about the abortion rights. Abortion rights. So we're not doing social media today. It was very nerve wracking. But, but name drop because that's what I'm excited by. Martin Kemp was there. Yeah. The no. Still the 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 person the 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 woman. Oh, 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 yeah. Sorry. Um, Come on. I fucking forgotten her name. Dawn Porter. Dawn Porter. Dawn Porter. She was there. <gasps> Who's oh, like? Mate, I would. I'm not kidding you. Optimate. I would have diarrhea in my pants if I was in the same room as her. Um, you know what? I just don't. Um, uh, I'm just not really phased by it. I'm just like, meh. Just person. Oh, yeah, but I, I think that's because you sat on Robbie Coltrane's lap. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really dodgy, but it's um, maybe. No, I think the yeah. I, there's a couple of people that I've met in my life. I've been like, oh my god, who name just, them? Who are they? When I met Stephen Merchant, I couldn't speak. I was like, oh my god. Oh, and and, so and your friend is someone that's on The Walking Dead. So yeah, you know, I just hang out with these celebs. Um, but that's oh. why I don't cope well with situations like that because I'm never in them. You know, who else is there? Uh, quite a few like TikTokers that I recognised. And some Instagram people. Um, yeah, it was, it was nice. I met Tired Than Tested. Oh, yeah. Off Instagram, she was lush. Very pregnant. Is what? she? Yeah, she's really pregnant. She's um, due in September, but uh, she looks so lovely. you know lovely. what's really odd with my Instagram? I don't know if you've noticed it. There are some particular accounts. I can see their stories, but their feed, it just doesn't come up on my feed anymore yeah, at it's all. Same. Instagram's really changed. Like the user experience has really but, changed. Like, I've, I've gone, I've deliberately gone onto accounts that I go, actually, I miss them from my feed and I like a whole load of their stuff and it still yeah. doesn't appear. I don't know how to fucking stop it from doing it. I think it's because they just want to be tiktok mate instagram i want to be tiktok so i know that's fine but show weird. me the, 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 those people's fucking content yeah she was lovely she sounded so northern it was really funny i mean she is northern so oh, nice mate, i didn't realize she was trying to see that just makes northern. me realize that i haven't seen her stuff in ages she is such a beautiful pregnant woman you know is like she? you get some pregnant woman you're like fucking hell you are glowing it's yeah. like coming out of her and did that, she feel glowing no she said she no. felt like utter shit but she yeah looked, there we go she looked amazing oh and, bless um, her I, I did oh, have much a, little, Sophie. a little rub of the old bump with permission. I should say, did you ask consent? I did, of course. Always. Good girl. Of course you do. Of course <laughs> you do. And I met um, Kat Sims as well, who's uh, not so smug is. now. Oh, okay. And she was lovely as well. And it was a really interesting conversation with her. She's just recently been diagnosed with ADHD. And um, I, I'm finding this. Like written at the moment, like so many females that I know and a lot of women that are on Instagram online and stuff are getting diagnosed with ADHD. Well, we talked about it, haven't we? And we, we yeah. reckon that we both potentially have it as well. I mean, obviously this yeah. is, I feel, do feel like it's now like the... Just it's the, like a trend. Sort of, it's a trend to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to oh, yeah, get this ADHD. But actually, uh, I, I do recognise... So many traits for both of us. Pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, but it kind so of the point where Steve, different ways. 
Yeah, class. and Steve kind of mentioned it recently about my impulsiveness and how much uh, it's basically almost sending us to the point of divorce. It's not. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> thinks I'm being serious. Uh, but he said it's very difficult to live with because you're just so impulsive yeah. and you will go from like not doing anything to then baking six cakes. Or, <laughs> you do do that. I yeah. know, and I, but I am like that. And, or, you know, um, I don't, uh, you know, everything will, like the house will be a mess. And then all of a sudden that I've booked a tip run and I've removed all of it. Like I'm, Yes, we talked about that. I talked about okay, and that's like um, hyper focus. So I can definitely have that where I just become sort of so immersed in a task that yeah. it's just that's it all. Consumes like, me. Yeah, and I do it until I'm literally. This is why I've got carpal tunnel syndrome. I, I think because I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna um, just give this little bit of wall here a sand, and then two days yeah. later I've redecorated the whole fucking hallway. Well, like you with the bathroom, you yeah. took you took up I the took flooring. Up one, yeah. <laughs> I was like, do you know what? I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna like paint these tiles and then, yeah. but I'm just gonna check. Let me just see if they're a little bit, what it looks like if I take one off. Yeah. And then oh an hour later, mate, that's me. The tiles have been removed at the bathroom. It's yeah, like, no, oh, I'm, I'm like that. Like, I'll, I'll just, I'll go, I'm just going to do this small job. And yeah. Steve will, like, in our old house, I was so sick and tired with the carpet. I didn't like it. I walked down to the hallway and just ripped it up. He was yeah. like, we don't have any plans to fucking remove, like replace that. I was like, well, we are now, so I hate it, and it's horrible, and I'm done with it. And I've I have explained to him when that impulsiveness kicks in, I find it incredibly hard to curb it. Yeah, yeah, because it's your brain just doing it. You don't really you feel like you don't have any sort of choice in the matter. You just got to do it. It's passion. That's the only way I can describe it as. I find it often. I find it really hard to just get in. I know that I want to like making content, for example. Like I've got this idea. And I know it would be really funny, but I just seem to put up all these barriers to making it. And I'm like, why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? And it takes me a long time to like actually push through it, to mm. push through those, that part of my brain that's like preventing me from starting it. Or it's all really overwhelming and I don't know where to start, but I know that the potential that it has and la, la, la. It's, it's yeah, it's hard work, but I'm, I would definitely like to get assessed for it, I think. And I, I think like for me, because I've thought about it and then I've gone, but, you know, do I necessarily need the label? I don't know that it's that I necessarily need a label. I think it's more for me to be able to understand and just Part be yourself, able to basically. acknowledge. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, that makes sense. That's why. Yeah. And then I think I feel less guilty about often being like that because there's so much guilt attached to it. And it means I can live out my impulsiveness and not feel bad for it. <laughs> I'm there for my ADHD. I'm sorry. We just sorry we have to ourselves our guilt. That's it. That's all we want to do. Um, right. Should we have? Look, we've chatted so much today. I really don't think we need to do much. I think we do one story and one agony on, and we're done. I have what I can only assume is a funny story because the title of it is Shit the Floor. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Are you ready? Is this like floor is lava, but floor is shit? But floor is shit. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I think that might be the title of this week's podcast. It could be, couldn't it? So, uh, hello. A friend recommended your podcast to me a couple of months ago, and it's fan-fucking-tastic. Thank you very much. I'm up to Christmas 2020. Oh, my God, you've got so That's much so more to behind, come. Yeah. Uh, and don't even know about lockdown three yet. And what uh, 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 uh. That was on the cusp of my breakdown. Well, don't yeah. worry, sweetheart. There's a little intermediate a break. break. <laughs> <laughs> where I have to get my shit together and then I come back. Um, you crack me up no end. And now instead of watching wee TV shows, I end up listening to your podcast all the counting time. I think she means counting time. Uh, so good. I love you both. Hilarious. My most embarrassing story of my life coming up. Uh, when I would go to school, I wouldn't know whether I needed to poo or not until I was on the toilet. Some of my mates would hold it in all day, but I would not know until it was coming out of my arsehole. <laughs> so strange that is, it's like the nerve endings aren't connected oh my god yeah uh, anyway because of that i had a series of embarrassing incidents where where girls would go in when i came out and shout she's done her shit because the <laughs> toilets just did not flush oh, oh god the my shame. god this has honestly scarred me as cannot I uh, cannot bear when the shit does not go down the toilet. I was desperate one day as there was a huge queue. <laughs> when you were being... Not at school. No. And you were being eyeballed coming out. So I wrapped my hand. I wrapped my hand in a toilet roll, scooped the shit out 
and hid it behind the toilet. I was in a panic, disgusting. <laughs> my school, my school friends still remember it. Remember the cleaner that found someone's shit behind the toilet. I'm humiliated even typing this to this day. So she's never told them. No. Uh, <gasps> I hope it makes you laugh away the pain, uh, make me feel better and be really understanding. We'll see. I probably have more embarrassing stories, so we'll let you know once I've opened up the vault. Oh, mate. Do you reckon that was a pooing directly into her hand situation and just no, avoiding she, it against the water? Ra- she scooped she, it up. She wrapped her hand in toilet paper and scooped it up. <laughs> it would have been much easier went out in a just to lay the log into her palm, surely. <laughs> Just, you know. But how do you know that the toilet's not going to flush until the toilet does not flush? I think she's got a pretty good track record of it not flushing. And if there was a queue and you were under pressure and she knew that that poo was coming out, you would, wouldn't you? You'd, I think that, in fact, I, I think that's she knows if poo's very resourceful. <laughs> it is, isn't it? And you know what? Given the situation, if I had been in her shoes, I can categorically confirm I would have done the same thing. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. I mean, well. mate, you know. <laughs> I would have just laid it on the toilet seat and left it for everyone to find, to be fair. I don't want to keep talking about that story, but it, it's still so relevant. But I don't I would even have think done this that. young lady's heard that story yet because she's too oh, far Oh, well, she's in for a fucking treat. Yeah, it's called Yule Log, I imagine. Is that right? <laughs> Something like that. Look out yeah, for but maybe, maybe that. <laughs> maybe that's coming up. Maybe that's what's prompted her. She's up to Christmas 2020. <laughs> Um, I just remembered something as well from the weekend about my piles and you know general pooing and shit. So I went to a birthday party. <laughs> I went to a birthday party, and um, it was a kid's birthday party, and um, it was fun. It was in the park. It was lovely. Everyone's running around. Right, right. It was quite a breezy day, so you know I had a bit of wind, and I was like, yeah, I'll just let out a little sneaky fart. And obviously, I've been trying to treat these horrendous bum grapes that have been falling out of me, so. I don't even know why I did it because I know this. Like I should, this was a rookie error, but I put a suppository in, which is a little bullet of like cream that is quite solid and goes up your bum hole to treat yeah. piles. So I put one of those up and it obviously it <laughs> for a few hours and it starts to dissolve. So that's what happens. It loosens. They dissolve and then it, you know, you get lots of lovely cream and it's all very soothing and moist. Blah. blah, blah, blah. But I had one of those in my bum, and it happened the other like the other day at home where I'd sat in the toilet to do a wee, and obviously just doing that, I'd relax my anal muscles, and it just went and like pinged out and landed in the toilet, and I laughed and was like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, and then in the fucking park, I did this fart, and I just felt it, it just exited, like so it did come out, low motion oh. zeppelin. <laughs> Because oh that's my what God. shape they are, isn't it? it is, like yeah. a balloon. Slow motion, and I was trying to fight it to like pull it back in. But it's <laughs> so silky that it just went and then just was it. I was like, no, that, that's got to be out. That fell out on the ground. Be... <laughs> that's all I could think. But all I could think was first of all, someone's going to see the silhouette of a fucking suppository through my. <laughs> and be like, why she got a peanut in her pants? <laughs> For that second of all I had a fucking like dress on so it was oh long but I God. thought this is, this is so well lubed now that it's just gonna slide out of my bum cheeks and <laughs> land on a five-year-old well the whole point of these things are they're very lubricated because they go up your bum hole <laughs> land on my five-year-old oh no one of us been pooed on no hang on <laughs> oh my god you know what we went for a dog walk the other day and we were this lady very nicely moved to one side so that we could get past she was stood under a tree and a bird shit on her head and the shit dribbled down her face oh no she was like oh oh what is that a leaf and i was like oh my god <laughs> you know like my eyeballs were just like Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> she was doing a nice thing and she got a shit on and her oh, kids were her. like her kids were like, don't come anywhere near me. Yeah, oh, no, they're not they're not gross. helpful in that situation. No, they're not. Could you imagine? Like, like naturally we walked off and laughed. Oh God. So yeah, I spent like five minutes in utter sheer panic thinking that I was going to ruin this five-year-old's birthday because of my yeah. bum grapes. Um, but luckily, uh, after a quick sort of scanning out of the area with my hand, 
externally to see if yes. I could like feel anything. <laughs> not rummaging. Not- I mean, that <laughs> that would also ruin a five year old's birthday party. You would have been the teenage park wanker if you'd yeah, done that. I would have been. Um, it was it was fine. I obviously have a stronger sphincter than I give myself credit for. Been... It sucked it back in. Fucked but it was in. a moment. It was a moment of lots of panic. That's when we can just be thankful for your bum grapes because maybe they shrouded the area to make it almost impossible for them to come out. It's just all round. Just, yeah. Just the not... shame around shitting. And, and also bums. shitting in school. It's just a night. If you just don't do it, when you're in school, the only thing that is even remotely acceptable to have as a bodily function is urine. Yeah, that is it. Yeah. Bogies is a big no-no. Earwax, no. absolutely not. Dribble, <laughs> don't even think about it. Poo, fucking hell, you may as well end your life now. Like it's just, it's just you don't you it's don't so live bad. through that kind of trauma. And it's just there's so it feels like there's so much more shame around it when you're a teenager. Is it just because we just when you're a teenager you just can't handle being embarrassed? You just can't, yeah. can you? You're not like hormonally hormonally equipped to deal with embarrassment. No, no, no because it's just it's a. It's it's an existential crisis. Yeah, that's what those kind of instances are. So if I I I applaud her for her handiness, she's like Ray Mears. Yeah, she is, and she saved herself um, getting the old you know nickname of Skidmark because she left a massive. (laughs) Was that your Was that your name? That was my name. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was known as. <laughs> All right, should we have an agony on? My bum has gone so numb because I'm sat on the bed with my oh, legs I out. I thought it was going to be a pile. Oh, no, I get, no, actually, maybe it's a good thing. Oh, fuck my life. Maybe you're going to push it back in. Oh, I haven't got much meat on these cheeks. I have plenty of meat on my cheeks. All right, here we go. I've got a little agony on. So, hey, Laura and Vic, absolutely love your podcast. Recommend it to absolutely everyone. You're both marvellous. I've got a bit of an agony on today. Tried to voice note, but decided I sound like an idiot. Oh, never think that. Never, ever think you're an idiot. Isn't it a funny thing when, I mean, I get it, you know, when you hear back your own voice and you're like, is that what I sound like? Just it's not. Uh, I love listening expect. to my own voice, so <laughs> I guess I can't relate to that. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I used to feel like that, but I don't know if you find Vic now because you do a lot of online stuff and you create content and you do your talking stories and things. Have you not noticed actually? You don't you notice the gap because I guess it's almost you've normalised it through. Yeah. From just pra- from just he- doing it, from just hearing yourself so often, I just fucking yeah. love the sound of my own voice. I love the sound. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, and and um, I think that's a big hurdle for a lot of people going into Instagram or that are already on there, especially like businesses and things like that. Mm. And they're so terrified of like talking to camera because they say, "Oh, I'm really self conscious and I really hate the sound of my own voice." And I think it's just one of those things that you just get so used to it, and yeah. it is it's quite it's really intimidating nature. at first, isn't it? Yeah, it has become second nature. And um, I just find it so normal to do that, which I don't know what's scarier, really. <laughs> being afraid of doing it or it just being like, that's just what I do. And it's we don't want to live life. with fear, Vic. It's far more nourishing to live freely. But I do find if I have a little, because I've gone through a few little um, episodes, I suppose, of of having the fear about stories for mm. lots of reasons going on in my life, mm. more so than anything anyone said or anything like that. And so... I had really stopped doing them for a while and it's it's taken a lot of perseverance to get back into doing them. And I do really like doing them because they're so casual and you just don't have to think about it and you can just chat shit, which we love doing, don't we? we That's just our favourite thing to do. Um, and they feel so personal, don't they? But a lot of people that I watch, I'm like, oh, I feel like this is my best mate. Um, anyway, I don't even know what the point was. Let's just it's okay, let's just actually get to the fucking argument. Jesus so, Christ. See, my- we love the sound of our own voices so much. We then talked about how much we love the sound of our own voices. <laughs> my partner and I have been together for seven years. We have a great relationship, beautiful home with acres of land for our horses and dogs <gasps> and both have great careers. Amazing. Perfect life, right? The problem lies where we both stand on wanting kids, which is a big thing. Mm. I'm 31 and I know I don't have forever and feel like in the near future, I'll be in a position where I'd like to start a family. My partner's stance is that it's not that he doesn't want kids, just that he wants to wait and be in the perfect position to do so. My argument is when is the perfect position and time? I have friends who live in box rooms who manage, yet we have the most perfect home imaginable. I I find it so hard (laughs) to bring up with them. We're joking. Um, Be proud of your successes. It's pretty much the only thing I find hard to talk about 
with him, maybe because it's such a sensitive subject for me. I'm not sure. Wondering if you ladies could give me your opinions and say ways I could have a more open discussion about this with him. Lots of love and keeping fabulous. I think that's a very good, I think it's a very good question. Uh, Yeah, it is a very good question. And I do wonder how many women who have like really kind of chased their careers and got to a point where I've gone, actually, you know what, that I feel like I've itched that scratch. Like what's next for me? Mm. And having babies, as we passionately talk about, is not for every woman. And it shouldn't be just because you own a womb. It doesn't mean you have to have children. But I think it's very primal when you get that feeling, isn't it? Yeah, if that's what you want for your life. There's an uh, there's almost like a sense of urgency, the security. It's not necessarily going, I want them now. No. It's the security of knowing that in the future you have the option for. Yeah, especially if you're with a partner that you've been with for a long time mm. and, and that's the person that you feel that you want to have children with, then mm. you want to hear them say that and to echo your feelings because otherwise you feel like you're not on the same yeah. plane and you're like, you know, it's jarring, isn't it? Massively jarring. Um, I would say that the two sort of boyfriends that I had pre-Rob, neither of them wanted children. And that was a big deal in both of those relationships for me because <laughs> despite having arrived at motherhood and being like, oh, fucking hell, is this what it's all about then? Pre that, in my naivety, um, it was, you know, a huge thing for me. I really, really wanted to have children And when I was in a relationship with someone that was for the long term, that was always a question that was um, something that I needed answering. Mm. And I did want to have those conversations. And, uh, you know, maybe this is being a bit sort of genderfied here, but I do find that with men, they find those conversations a lot more challenging or difficult or they just want to dismiss it. And they're always like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at some point, yeah, yeah. They don't like that nailing down of like okay just fucking say yes you want to have children I'm not asking you to say when or whatever I just need to know that that's what you want and mm. it sounds I think that's a similar thing to this guy because it's a little bit wishy-washy and it just makes you feel really insecure in that relationship because then you're like oh my god am I not good enough for you to want to have children with I think that's what it ultimately comes down to really I, I think it's experience. like validation as well isn't it it's the validation of well, yeah we're on the same page I, I just think that it's such a it's a complex issue because it's very individual and like if you've got a partner that doesn't communicate very well then that makes it difficult Steve shits himself and I can honestly say that the vast majority of the decisions the big decisions that we've ever made have been him going but I don't think it were at the right time oh I think we should wait a bit longer and it's not been until I've gone. So can you write a list of what your reasons for waiting are so that we can at least break them down and then figure out whether they're genuinely valid reasons? And maybe that's something you could do of going, OK, can you write your list of cons as to why you don't want to talk about babies yet? Yeah, well, it's not And then right kind of time. discuss them together. And if he doesn't want to do that, then I think, you know, that's a massive call to kind of question... Why? But, you know, it's also, she said she's 31. It's that whole societal expectation. You hit your 30s and then you, for me, I, I was like approaching my 30s and that's what I was really focused on. I was like, shit, I'm about to be 30. I, I wasn't in a relationship at that point. But it's like, I want to have children. I feel like I'm running out of time. And that mm. is, that's a real experience for many, many women because mm. we have been conditioned to think that you get past you know, 35 in medical terms, your class is a geriatric mother. It says yeah. that on your fucking files. So it's that it's that whole concept of like women aging and not being fertile anymore. And it really puts the fucking panic in you of like, yeah. shit. And I think maybe that's why we need to have that more definitive answer of like, but when, but when, because mm. we feel like we have a deadline to this shit, which isn't true, by the way. I mean, obviously, if your fertility is affected as you get older, but it's not really until you go into your 40s that it becomes 
statistically like a real real challenge and then obviously some people do have fertility issues regardless of age anyway and it can affect men but it's just that pressure is not on men in the same way that it is on women you're bang on the nose Vic bang on the bloody nose that's what it is though isn't it It I think because I lived it and I was in a long-term relationship for him at Rob and who I I like I loved him so much that guy and we Mm. we know we he was he was a child basically he was a man child but I wanted to have a family with him and um, we could have done it, you know, like at that stage, maybe not quite then because we were still quite young, but I wanted to know that that was something that was going to happen when we went into our thirties and la la la. And so I gave him a deadline and said, when I turned 28, I said, if you've got a year to make a decision, because if you still are absolutely adamant that you don't want children in a year's time, then I'm leaving you because that's not what I want. And as painful as that be, I can't be with someone that doesn't want to have children. And that's what happened. So did you, did you, it was it literally like a year? Yeah, it was a year. It was a and year how did, almost did, to the day. Like, let's say for instance, six months in, was there a part of you that's like, shit, he's still not committed? Uh, so or did it, it not cross your mind? Yeah, no, I thought about it all the time. So I've just got to yeah. uncross my legs and my bum comes back to life. Right. Oh, Jesus. Um, maybe my pile will stop bleeding now that the blood circulation has been cut off. That'll be good. Maybe this is the key. Just drop off. Just hold a laptop on your legs for five hours <laughs> and then uh, you won't have piles anymore. Um, yeah, it was, we had so many fucking conversations about it. Mm. And um, he changed his mind all the time. So, you know, he'd flip from yes. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, actually I think I, I, I do want them. And he didn't want to lose me. That was, that was the thing. So he got scared. Yeah. And I think he, he, you know, made promises that he wasn't going to keep, but that happened so many times that he would say, yeah, yeah, no, i definitely want this. And then a month later he'd be like, no, I don't want to have kids at all. And that happened quite a few times. And that was just, you know, it was infuriating for me. So it's like, fucking just make a fucking decision. But I still had this alternate ultimatum all the time. And 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 I kept reminding him saying it's three months to go now, <laughs> three months to go. Um, and then it got to the end of it. And I think because I kind of in that year as well, because I'd made that boundary like incredibly mm. clear and it, it was quite obvious that he definitely wasn't going to change his mind. I think I retracted emotionally from him yeah. um, to prepare myself for the fact that, yeah, this is probably going to end. Um, so by the time it got to the end of that year and there was just one night and he, he never, ever put me first ever. It was always his, he was like his priority. And we went around to our friend's house and, um, he'd come around as well with his mate. And, uh, we hadn't seen these friends for a long time. And, you know, he'd been there for a couple of hours and he was like, Oh, uh, me and so-and-so we're just going to go to another party. Cause there's another party somewhere. And I'm like, Oh, right. You're here to have dinner with us and to sit down and he just fucked off and he went and that was the night for me and then I was like that I need to be out of him I can't do this anymore so um pretty much ended it like a week later because we lived together and everything so it was all very you know it was all a very serious relationship um so yeah that's what happened and it was the best decision I ever made because obviously then I met Rob and um and thank god Thank God for rabbits. Um, Rob wanted children. And uh, we had that conversation within the first couple of weeks of us meeting of like, do you want kids? Yeah. Okay, great. Me too. So, you know, we just were both on the same page and that felt comfortable. And I don't think there is ever a perfect time. We probably didn't have, you know, enough money. We were sort of in a situation where it was like, okay, well, you know, I've been in a job long enough to get maternity leave. And I thought about all of that stuff. Um, same with having the second one. I wanted to leave my job when I went back to work after Oliver, but I knew that we were going to have another baby at some point. So mm. it was like, it's silly leaving now. I, I wouldn't qualify for the same maternity leave. So, and I think women do that. They make concessions in other areas of their life to accommodate having children. Absolutely. And maybe that's why, you know, maybe that's why it seems less possible for him to have a child in conditions that don't seem to be perfect, whatever his interpretation of perfect are. Maybe and it's I, that. I think also that um, uh, level of perfectionism that we chase is yeah. unattainable yeah. because you are waiting. And, you know, obviously we don't know what his perfect moment is, but I can only surmise from my own personal experiences of waiting to do something. And the problem is, is invariably that thing that you're waiting for, the, the deep rooted issue around it is fear of change yeah, and the fear of 
things going wrong or, you know, and it could be that there's like a real deep emotional sort of uh, connection as to why he's withholding and saying that he's waiting for the perfect moment because to him, he doesn't feel emotionally ready, but he doesn't want to kind of communicate that because it is a big, it is a really fucking big thing. It's a massive commitment. I mean, we couldn't speak more openly about the huge change in which life has when we have children it's fucking fast yeah and you can't Um, ever be prepared for that (laughs) no you can't you really really can't i don't know Um, what the you know what the perfect the perfect situation for a child to be born and i I really do think this is the relationship it's not about where you live it's not about how much money you have it's about your relationship I think that having the financial backing is hugely important because yeah, then you're less likely course, to makes fall life, into crisis. Makes life easier, doesn't it? Yeah, and I and I'm not talking about having millions because we've never no. been in that situation. But being in a secure enough financial because if you don't have that financial backing, then when you have a child, it does then add stress to the relationship of trying to you know. Yeah, so you do formula feed. Formula is expensive. Nappies, you know, babies cost a lot of fucking money. Yeah, and if you are looking after the baby, even that you don't get. You know, you only get statutory maternity leave. No. Which fucking shit. surviving off that. No. Like you, if you don't get paid maternity leave from your job, then you need financial support and maybe you save that yourself or whatever. Mm. But yeah, money, of course, helps. But ultimately, it's about you and your partner and how you relate to each other because yeah. it's hard and it is going to put your relationship under pressures that you never even knew existed. Yeah. And how do you know that, that you are with the right person? That's, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I just know with Rob. And I think obviously mine and Steve's relationship is massively different because we've been together from such a young age. But, you know, obviously I've not made it a secret that Steve and I separated and I made a lot of stupid mistakes in the period of time that we weren't together. And I always felt like what I had with him, I could just find with anybody else. And I very quickly experienced the fact that what Steve and I have is exceptionally special uh, don't get me wrong it's not perfect and I, I can't stress that enough I really don't want to paint this picture perfect lifestyle that we have because we don't we have huge ups and downs in our relationship 20 years worth um but I realized in that moment of not being with him how uh deeply connected we are to each other I guess yeah in a way that I've 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 never experienced with anybody else like I've yeah. never experienced that kind of and we've hurt each other we have done stupid things. We have grown up. We've grown up together, essentially. So we've made so many stupid fucking mistakes. There was something, and there still is something about Steve that I can't ever get enough of. Yeah. And I love that about him. And I guess the more that you're able to kind of openly communicate with each other, which takes work. Yeah. There's no denying the fact that that has taken Steve and I a hell of a lot of work and we're still working on it. I do feel like it does take you to another level in a relationship where you can go, this is who I need to be with. Yeah. Um, this but only is she who... can answer that. This girl, yeah. only she can and, answer And that's that. the thing. Like, is this, is it what he wants or is he too scared or not ready or actually not willing? And then like you then need to go, well, am I willing to wait? Am yeah. I willing, am I willing to give up my dream yeah. and my hopes to sustain his. And that's a really big thing. We shouldn't have to stop what we want to do to make our partner happy, whether that be a female or or a male, vice versa. It's really important that we kind of like live our lives for ourselves, but it's fucking difficult. Yeah. Really yeah, difficult. And I think as well, so probably the advice then to her is that she's only 31. Yeah, I don't know if we've helped, have we? I don't know, but she's only 31. So that just try to not put so much pressure on yourself to have babies like now because yeah. that's what society tells us that we have to do as women had that conversation with your with your partner though of like i need to know because what, i feel this pressure is, what is your definitive answer is your definitive answer because you're scared and you're scared about taking the next step mm. or is your definitive answer actually i just don't want kids because mm. as your partner who you know we have a wonderful life together i deserve to know where you are mm. for me yeah. but also for us as in yeah. a relationship and if you're not prepared to commit that to me I don't effectively I don't want to waste any more of my life here when you're not going to be able to fulfill my needs that's the point I got to so I like, just fucking give him an ultimatum that's what I'm saying basically say <laughs> give me your sperm or fucking leave 
Oh, I hope that's helpful. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a dilemma for many, many women, especially yes, when you yeah. hit in your thirties and you've been in a long-term relationship. Yeah. And you feel like, well, surely this is just a natural progression of what happens now. Because everyone And like I said, there are some women you, but... and they just never get that desire and that's totally no. okay. Yeah. But the fact that you have it mm. is like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like you have that desire. So it's really important that you... You, listen to you it I listen, think. yeah you live that's it that's, that's exactly it you listen to what your body is saying and your your body is saying I know that I want to have a baby so listen to that and kind of cherish that need and then kind of establish where your partner is in that journey is it because he wants them but he's scared or is it because actually I don't want them but I don't know how to tell you yeah but either way you deserve that honesty yeah and if you do get pregnant then you can buy my book welcome to motherhood bitches <laughs> Quickly followed by (laughs) no shame, which will then break down all the topics of how shame can completely cripple us. (laughs) From all good bookshops now. What makes me laugh is if I look on Amazon at my book, it's always like people also bought and your book is always there. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never looked at that. Oh, I might look at that. Yeah. Because we're joined at the vagina. <laughs> All right, we need to wrap up because I think no. we've been talking for eight days now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the last time I didn't see your face. <laughs> Um, it's been a joy and a pleasure as always if you want to send us a story an agony aunt or any other business um just email us at noholesbarpodcast at gmail.com or what else can they do laura they can head on over to our instagram page where we will not be present today because we are campaigning for women's health uh, but we will under under normal circumstances we will be at noholesbard podcast uh instagram and you can go on over to our dms and send us a private message or voice note to us and in addition to that you can also find sex toys at www.nohosbardpodcast.com and also vic yes one last thing what are we going to say it helps us massively yeah <laughs> you, you did like, the what yeah. <laughs> nodding, nodding my head but i know i don't you're talking about uh it helps us massively when you review the podcast so whichever platform you listen on if it be spotify or apple please can you go ahead and leave us a review of how much you enjoy the podcast and can i just say a massive thank you to the influx of people who have already started to do it because i've seen the difference on spotify so oh. i really can't stress enough it is hugely welcome and massively appreciated Oh, lovely. Um, and also, if you are around on Saturday, July the 9th, there is an abortion rights solidarity march at, taking place in London at 4 p.m. Square. Starts at Trafalgar Square, going to be marching to the US Embassy um, just to, yeah, just basically support everyone across all the women across the world. Um, so see you there, hopefully. I'm going to try and go. Laura's hopefully going to try I'm and really, come. I'm really, I want to be there, yeah. So we might see you there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And if not, we'll see you next Tuesday, Babs. See you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.